subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. The relegation battle is looking rather tasty with Alan St. Average and the Magpies getting all three points. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Wednesday, the 9th of February. I'm Jules Breach. I'm Jim Campbell. And I've dropped a phone in the sea. <laughs> The latest in the chronicles of Wagatha Christie. I, I, I just got the headlines, but if <laughs> that's the headline, imagine what the story's like. The headlines are wow. just... Ugh. We're, of course, talking about Rebecca Vardy and Colleen Rooney and their wag fight, which appears yeah. to be carrying on. And the latest tales, Jim, are that she apparently dropped her phone in the North Sea. Yeah, unfor- well, it's, you know, you have to take it at face value, don't, <laughs> don't you? Unfortunately, yeah. it was unavailable. Is that why we're hearing a lot of interviews in with Wade Rooney at the moment? Is this Maybe, just, yeah, yeah. Is this, all oh, been very managed. Like, I'm sorry. I'm, you are I'm so really, bunged up. I'm so bunged up, guys. I don't know why. As soon as Jules arrived this morning, <laughs> my nose just exploded. I don't know why. Maybe it's my coconut moisturiser. <laughs> yeah. Are you allergic? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, to be honest. Oh. Sorry, everyone. You sound I, it'll like clear you're, up soon, I'm you sure. sound like you've got a peg on your nose. Yeah. yeah. I wish I had the way I smell. But yeah, sorry, everyone. <laughs> I think everyone needs to just calm down, don't yeah. they? They do. It's just, we have a week off. Yeah. Good lesson we've for society. Had, to be fair, we've just had a couple of weeks off the football. That's true. It was That's nice to have Premier League football back last night wasn't it, it is. We, we were you were off with a cricket I know I was oh. I know you know it's actually really it's really nice to have a bit of a change of routine and a bit of a change of people to work with and yeah. you know, I didn't want to work with yeah. you boys anymore you know, <laughs> <right>. like, <laughs> no, when you're watching the football you go 90 minutes and it's done what's going on yeah. you know what that is one of the nice things last night I thought oh that was over quickly um, uh, yeah I mean I, they, they certainly got their money's worth of me on the cricket those those shifts are long um, but I did enjoy it So, but it is really nice to be back and it's nice to be watching football again and you know I've caught up on the FA Cup games that happened at the weekend um, and now Premier League football is back after, what was it? Some kind of weird winter international break that no one really knows why they had. But no. it seemed to work for Newcastle, Pete. Hey, what a result. Saudi trip. Newcastle 3, Everton 1 in a huge game at the bottom of the table. And, you know, look, it was Frank Lampard's first Premier League game in charge of Everton off the back of their big cup win at the weekend. Newcastle looking to just build a bit of momentum. Now the January window's closed. They've got all their new five signings yep. in the team. Not all of them started last night, which surprised me a little bit, Pete. But God, I mean, what a difference those three points could make for your team now. Oh, it was a it was a full-blooded affair. But that blood was that uh, the blood that the uh, Alien has in the film Alien. <laughs> just very kind of acidic, corrosive. hot, corrosive. People just flying in with tackles left, right and centre. Yeah. It was insane. It was probably... Well, definitely Newcastle's best display of the season, right? Yeah, oh, it's the first yeah, game with all the new yeah. signings available. 
And yeah. Bruno Guimaraes only came on for two minutes. Like that last half an hour or so, Newcastle were really having fun. They were. And it was it was great to watch. That must have felt like such a sort of like relief after such a season of, you know, kind of just just dull football, Yeah, well, I mean, look, it was Joe Willock's uh, best performance under mm. Eddie Howe, I think. It was uh, St. Maximan's uh, most Average. unselfish performance. Average. Average, Alan. Maximan. Uh, so, yeah, it, it was so, so good. And even watching, like, Target's positioning, uh, that position was, uh, a left-back was uh, just really yeah. nice to see. I thought he's equipped himself well in his first match. And I was worried yesterday that um, that Newcastle would stop being funny. <laughs> Joe Linton kicked a shot into his own oh, you know, face you as know, he fell oh, over. I, I have to admit, so I actually had the West Ham Watford game on, uh, which we'll come on to in a minute. But I was flicking over to the Newcastle game every now and then, and I just so happened to flick over <laughs> at that moment when Joe Linton gets the ball in the box and he's in quite a good position. He's got a bit of space around him, <laughs> and he just loses his feet and he kicks the ball and it ends up in his own face. And I, I messaged our WhatsApp group, didn't I? I was like. Did, did, did I that just happen? Did, yeah. did Joe just kick the ball into his own face? I, I know Joel Joel isn't uh, English, but it was nice to see Gareth Southgate for once kind of going north of Yorkshire <laughs> to go and watch Newcastle. He's like, yep, he's going I to watch remember this. He What a free kick, by the way. Uh, oh, he hit beautiful. that so beautifully. It was just the most cleanest strike. That's exactly what Newcastle fans have been hoping to see, Pete. Yep. Edge of the box, Kieran Trippier steps up. And he fires one in. And, and and I think, obviously, at that point, 80th minute, that just wrapped up the three points. It just gave you that bit of security heading into those yeah. final 10 minutes. Yeah, and like Gimaresh uh, nearly had uh, an assist who was nervous as well because Alisson Maxman obviously had a shot uh, that was that was well saved. And uh, the thing about the out goalkeeper, we've talked about it before, it's worrying how in your head you can get with that lad. Because <laughs> <laughs> he just really did fall to pieces. He was doing like janked uh, goal kicks, janked uh, clearances as well. It was a really, really shoddy performance. He hates moment. Newcastle though, he really he? does not he? And it does hate like, Newcastle, it yeah. Get, gets it him. really gets in his noggin, doesn't it? <laughs> I know we've only got a really small sample size of Everton under Frank Lampard, but what have you made of them so far? Because obviously it was a great victory, great start in the cup against Brentford. Mm. But then last night, it, I don't know, it kind of, I don't feel like we've seen, I mean, obviously we've not seen enough yet, but also yeah. not starting the two new signings, Deli Ali and Don, Donny van der Beek, surprised quite a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Dominic Calvert-Lewin picked up that injury last week, didn't play in the cup. The, you know, there were lots of rumours about whether or not he would start this game. I was surprised he didn't start, but he's obviously, Frank Lampard's obviously trying to manage that injury. Yeah. Um, but they just, yeah, they, they, they have not impressed me. No, I mean, it, it was a really kind of, Underwhelming performance yesterday, wasn't it? You would the, you expect the kind of the bare minimum of the new manager bounce. I mean, new manager bounce comes along because everyone's trying to play for the coach, right? Essentially, that's that's surely the psychology of it. Ironically, but you didn't really see that from Everton. No, Eddie Howe didn't really get a new manager bounce. He's got it now that they've got the new signings <laughs> well, quite, in. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I wonder whether it might take a bit of time for Frank Lampard to get that bounce. Yeah, the delayed new manager bounce. <laughs> yeah, I mean Ali. I mean Ali's going to be rusty, isn't he? To be fair, he's not played a lot of football. It's perhaps unfair to judge him on a substitute appearance even if he did have to come on quite early. I was very impressed with Anthony Gordon, actually, and his he's mobility lately, in particular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he looks like every time he's on the ball, something can, something could happen and he can he can, uh, he can can affect games, essentially. Uh, I think he's he's definitely one to watch. But aside from that, it was, it was, it was really all about Newcastle, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, Everton seemed to become passengers in the game. Um, as soon as it started to go against them, they, the, Everton's goal was a little bit against the run of play and then to concede... It, 
in, immediately in, to be honest, unfortunate circumstances. Yeah. Um, well, those first two goals were both a bit weird, weren't yeah, they? Both they were. own goals. It was just a bit, a bit strange. But actually, I think that credit should go to Newcastle because they often are the team who go ahead first and then end up losing yeah. the game. Yeah. So this was an, an a, a match, Pete, where you've not seen many of these, where Everton actually, uh, sorry, um, Newcastle go behind and still yeah. managed to turn the game around. And, and then I, held on to the lead as well, yeah. which we haven't seen much of as well. So yeah, it was a really, really solid performance from the whole team. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> sorry, I can't, I can't <laughs> keep a straight so face weird. with that. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm allergic to Newcastle getting sound like this. I know. I'm allergic to either Jules or Newcastle having two games on the trot where they where they win no, too I much. You're, you're patient zero for some horrible <laughs> new thing. It is actually, you, you talk about those back-to-back wins though, Pete. It's the first time that Newcastle have done that in the Premier League since May 2021. Wow. Good God. That is the sort of thing you desperately need when you're down there at the bottom of the table yeah. just to get a bit of momentum. And, and look, they closed the gap to Everton to now just a point yesterday. We're going to look at the bigger picture of that relegation battle once we've touched on all three of the matches, but Everton really dragged into it now off the back of that defeat last night. And just a little bit on average, Alan, because despite the fact he wasn't <laughs> he wasn't on the score sheet last night, he just still continues to be Newcastle. For me, Newcastle's best player, the most exciting player. He's so easy to watch. He's so fun yeah. to watch. And then on top of that, he's got the character and the personality off the pitch and he knows what the Newcastle fans want, doesn't he, Pete? He knows what sort of makes them happy and what makes them tick. <laughs> so when he gets comments on Twitter or Instagram, you know, someone called him out and said, you know, Alan St. Maximum's average and he, you know, quote yeah. tweeted An Everton fan, like, a, yeah. a, about three weeks ago yeah. criticised him. And he Not so average tonight, he Put said. that in the drafts, yeah. waited until he scored against... Well, he played very well against uh, Everton. But he's, it, he's had criticism all through uh, the season under Eddie Howe that he's not had any sort of final product and his decision making's been poor but uh, yeah he, he really really turned on that last night as I said him and Willock uh, best matches under uh, Eddie Howe I do think if like part of the new ownership are going to get like a social media team in place to just like just throw shade at everyone in situations like this. I think I could get on board with that. <laughs> Imagine if it, the, the the club account just started behaving like like a sort of like like a football Twitter dickhead. <laughs> yes, exactly. Great. Hashtag ratio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like Finished club. Finished like every club. time they beat Washed. someone. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like ASM, he just knows, he knows how to sort of like push buttons, but not push it too far. Yeah. If you know what I mean? Imagine how good he's going to be when he, you know, considers the players around him good enough to pass to. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's amazing. Um, Look, great result for Newcastle. I think the only player that really stood out in terms of Everton last night was Seamus Coleman after he tackled Eddie Howe. (laughs) Absolutely wiped out from the front. (laughs) Going for the big dog straight away. Enjoyable. Um, It was... Interesting to see Donny from the Brookside get his debut as well. A <laughs> nice couple of passes from him. But he broke again, up the like, play a couple of times, which I thought was quite good. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we all really want to see him do well, right? It's it, it's yeah. horrible when you see a player come in and just barely play. It always seems so unfair. So it's it's a it's a bit difficult to know what to take from this for Everton, yeah. isn't it? But you know, early days. So having you know having essentially seen all the new signings, the impact has been instant. They almost look like a different mm. team. Um, you know and. The proof's in the pudding of that as well. Obviously, Trippi scored a goal, but ha- the first goal happened purely because of the quality of his corner, which was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So, like, how, how confident do you feel now watching that? Like, to me, it's just very obvious that Newcastle will stay up now, which is probably quite a basic way of looking at it. But for someone so close to it, how do, well, how do you feel about they it? They need to come into fault at some point. And I think uh, we've 
equipped the team with uh, somebody, as I said before, who's going to deliver a ball to uh, Chris Wood. He's had three terrible football matches. He can't yeah. keep playing like that. So presumably at some point he'll come into form and be able to sort of get the ball on his foot <laughs> and hopefully on his right foot. So hopefully he'll score a couple of goals. But it, it, yeah, I, I completely agree. I think Newcastle have equipped themselves amazingly well at the transfer window. And, you know, we, did, we didn't need the two players, Gimaraish and uh, the one on, on the bench. So. Big oh. Dan Burn. Yeah, Big, big Dan, Dan Burn. Yeah. Um, and we'll have your yeah. uh, director of football oh, as well. Can you not? Can yeah. you stop <laughs> stealing all of our best people? Yeah, and calling them the one on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, look, it does kind of feel like it could be a turning point for Newcastle, but there is a long way to go. Something yeah. that certainly helped them yesterday was Watford losing at the London Stadium to West Ham. It was Jared Bowen who got the only goal in the match to give West Ham all three points. But the biggest talking point out of that game was the team news. And I think everyone was kind of waiting to see whether or not Kurt Zuma would be in David Moyes' starting eleven after the video emerged yesterday on social media of him abusing his cat. And this is something that... So many people have had something to say about. So many people have been really hurt by this, mm. um, really disappointed. I personally find the whole thing so uncomfortable because, you know, I think we all know that we're, we're all animal lovers. You know, I, I bring my dog to the studio sometimes and animal cruelty is just not acceptable and it is it should be condemned. And West Ham have condemned that Kurt Zuma's behaviour, that this video was released and Kurt Zuma has apologised for it. But despite all that, I think football fans and the public wanted to see whether or not Kurt Zuma would still be allowed to play in this football match. And I think it was greeted with a lot of surprise and disappointment from mm. fans of all teams, I think even some West Ham fans that he, I think most he West was, Ham fans yeah. I've, I've yeah. seen yeah. it condemned yeah. universally, yeah. which yeah. is very rare, isn't it? It is, it is. Um and look, it's it's a tricky one for for West Ham and David Moyes to respond to because David Moyes' comments prior to the game and after the game were that he has a job to do. His job was to pick the best team to get all three points, and he said Kurt Zuma is in that best eleven. What's your reaction to that? What was your reaction when you actually saw that he started? I was really surprised, actually, because I thought, um, obviously, it's ridiculous. He needs to, you know, take time away from the from the team. They, he, he needs to really go away and think about what he's done. Do you know what I mean? In, in, the, in the most, you know, in no uncertain terms, because who knows what will come of it if there'll be any further punishment for Kurt Zuma. That will, we'll, we'll see how that pans out. But the, the club... It, Surely they cannot be endorsing that. Surely they need to just t take a stand and go. Look, this just to sit this one out. We'll deal with it later, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You're, you're sort but, of feeling like they're <clears throat> trying to get the outrage sort of done and dusted. In I their think opinion. this must be it. Yeah. And David Wise does have a, a, these these kind of weird decisions in his locker. The things he said in the past in yeah. post match matches and stuff like. Like the, the the guy at Rith, uh, you know, a uh, Goodwillie at Rith. Like, there's there's always a football decision to, to hide yeah. and behind, that, that and that's bullshit. Term came out again, yeah. Yeah, but you saw you saw go well. All right, well, you play the second bottom of the league. Do you need cuts? Do you need yeah. him? Do you like so so? If there's a footballing decision to be made, well, you probably don't need that player because mm. you're playing the second worst team in the league. If you're going to talk about football, David, it just seems bizarre that he's that he's made his team look so. 
Part of the issue is money, I think, isn't it? Obviously, as it so often is, because footballers are such expensive assets. So many people are saying he should be kicked out of the club and, and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And whatever you think of that, it is just not going to happen because mm. he costs, what was it, £30 million, something like that. Million, Who knows think, what his yeah. wages out mm. there are. <laughs> it's very difficult to you know, sort of get someone out of a contract like that. There aren't realistically going to be consequences for it, and it, it's because so much money is involved, unfortunately. And yeah. it's 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 a shame and it's sad. But I mean, what happens to him now? He's going to be vilified every every ground for the rest of the season, right? Well, he I, was booed by the Watford fans with every touch of the ball, last and rightly night. so. Yeah. I mean, it's the bond you have with an animal when you live with it. Mm. It how. How's that even go through your mind? Even no. even if you don't you have cats, even if you don't have dogs, even yeah, if you don't have pets, of course, just, absolutely. You know, just, yeah, that's it's not. Just, it's just poor, and uh, and you know, people have said like it's it's indicative of a uh, bigger flaws in the character than just what yeah. you do. To, if you do that to an animal, mm. what you do elsewhere, you know? it's disgusting. I I found it really <clears> difficult <throat> to even get past the first few seconds of the video, and I stopped watching it because after seeing the first bit, I don't think you need to see any more. It's, no, kind, of, mm, it's kind of enough here. to know that that's just not right and it's unacceptable. And I think that when things, you know, this 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 isn't something we've seen before with a footballer, I don't believe. Um, and when things like this happen, it's so shocking. And the reaction to it, you know, from the football club and from the manager as to whether or not to play him, they don't have any other previous experiences to, to mm. call on for this. You can understand that perhaps they they might have had a difficult decision to make. But I, I personally feel like some things are bigger than football and players who have a role to play in the public, they are role models and they are role models to particularly younger people. Um, I believe Kurt Zuma's child is in the video. I didn't get to that point. Um, so to do that in front of your child is even more disturbing. Um, because of the example that sets. And I think we can all see the reaction to this from the public. There's been an outcry. Yeah. People that aren't even football fans that have seen this, that are actually commenting on it. And and look, we'll have to wait and see what, what ends up happening with this. He did play last night. He had a part to play. He kept a clean sheet for the team. He helped them along to, to all three points, which is a massive thing for West Ham in the fight that they've got in terms of the footballing side. But... The uh, Kurt Zuma's sponsor, who I believe are Adidas, um, and also the club sponsor, I believe, are both investigating the matter now. So we'll leave it there. And it is important to talk about, but when we've got more information on it, we'll do that. Let's talk about the football now, though, because those three points for West Ham mean that they are in the top four. And we'll come on to Manchester United's draw against Burnley in a moment. But what a big three points that was for David Moyes' side. And Jarrod Bowen has just been having such a great season he's been phenomenal for West Ham they've really needed his firepower up top when Antonio's not been in form 11 goals 10 assists in all competitions this season 7 goals 9 assists in the Premier League I mean he was he was on fire again had a couple of decent chances Apparently he um, he got himself into shape in the summer by running through potato fields and, <laughs> and mixing it. cement with his dad. Wow! Which I think right. is like that is the proper sort of the earth. Like, are you serious? Preaching to the West Ham choir there, like, gone. He does seem like a really down to earth lad. I did not know that. Yeah, but <laughs> apparently he wasn't. Like, he wasn't amazing. finishing games that often last season. He was like coming off after about an hour. But he's he's been really yeah. consistent. His fitness is really noticeable this season. So that's what you got to do. Yeah, yeah, especially when you know Antonio's just flown back from. The Caribbean and he was he was flagged as having fatigue and I was thinking to myself 
Not surprised. Like, I mean, yeah, and he's played a lot of football, but at the same time, they've just had this little break. Yeah. I'm kind of like, I know you've just played some international football, but come on. I want to see him back in, in good form because, you know, West Ham are getting to that point of the season. European football comes back next week. Not for them because they've gone straight through to the knockout stages of the Europa League. But a couple of weeks time, they're going to be playing at least two matches in, in a week, you know, and it's, yeah. it's going to get pretty intense for the West Ham boys. But from what you can see at the moment, Pete, do you, how how much faith do you have in them getting that top four spot? Uh, well, I mean, Manchester United are certainly uh, more than willing to drop out right now. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, it does all hinge on Antonio's fitness because that's where a lot of the goals come from. So it's, it's mm. going to be, I mean, on the other end of the table, Watford are oh, in all, I mean, they gosh. are in so much trouble. And, and you look at who they've got, their winnable games are players like Brighton, Palace, Leeds. Winnable. Brighton. Well, that's what I mean. That's what they're looking at. <laughs> and, and that's what, that's what they'll be looking at. And I don't, God, I, mean, I don't, I can't see them winning a single one of them, unfortunately. Even more faith now, though, that Roy's there because well, that, that it, has made it? a difference. They got their first clean sheet in about 20 years and, at the weekend <laughs> yeah, against yeah. Burnley. Yeah. And it was like with 31 games, was it? Like, that's <laughs> been insane. It's mad, isn't it? It's mad. And, and look, they, they didn't win last night, they didn't get a point last night. But there were signs, I thought. I thought they looked better. I thought they could have got something out of the game. I mean, it should have, would have, could have. Yeah. But maybe Watford fans watching on last night felt like they deserved a point, maybe. Yeah. I think with you know what you get with Roy Hodgson, don't you? Which is essentially two banks of four. Yeah. And Simplified. it's, it's going to be very, very simple and functional and you're, yeah. you're going to stay up. But obviously, him coming in so late... Watford being the bit of a basket case where they are, where you know it probably will just be to the end of the season, so you can't really sort of make too many plans. Also with Newcastle, um, the kind of anomaly that they are, given the signings they've had and the, yeah. the forward momentum that we could very well remain, I, I do think this is a big ask, and I think Watford are in are in trouble. I think you get the I think they are going to really, really struggle to stand the Premier Roy tightens things up, but as soon as they went behind, they didn't look like they were going to bring the the, the match to the other team anyway. So because just... of your blocked nose, that sounded like it said tightens things up. I'm, I'm doing a tightens things up. I'm doing a Roy Hodgson impression. <laughs> hey. Stop taking the piss. Right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll look at the relegation picture in more detail once we talk about Burnley's point against Manchester United. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions, including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia 
Dyspnea gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Ramble. Join me, Pete Donaldson, and YouTuber Chris Broad as we offer you a taste of life in the most exciting country in the world on our podcast, Abroad in Japan. Whether it's crazy bars, unique vending machines, or tips for learning Japanese, we cover it all. Recently, we even heard a particularly unique chat-up line. While we were chatting, a local Japanese guy in his early 30s made his way over to me and started chatting in broken English. Our chat about general stuff was going all right before he proudly announced... I like big girls. To me, wow. <laughs> to me, with a wink. Truly flattering, <laughs> flirting right there. Search Abroad in Japan wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes every Wednesday and Sunday. Abroad in Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Just a run and does. Can he play a colleague through? It's Jacob Murphy. Just put it in the net. <laughs> oh, I love that clip. Um, right, welcome back to the Football Ramble, guys. It's Jules, Pete and Jim here with you. And it is a Wednesday, which means it's time for Pep Talks. We are so, so happy. We're so happy. We are so happy. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy for that. We are so happy. I'm so happy, believe me. I'm so happy. Sit down. Nobody talk. Sit down. Breathe. Drink water and relax. <laughs> Again, gets me every time. So good. Ah, uh, so Pep Talks Anonymous has been oh, in touch. Good. That you is... Do you not want me to read one out? No. That's how great. That's how we're Do you know what I mean? I think I've got a really good VL voice today. Do you want, do you want to do it? No, I'm all right, yeah. Jim. You could do it if you want. Right, cool. Quite a long email as well. <laughs> it is quite a long email. Yeah, but it's a good one. It's from Anonymous, uh, not the you know, um, largely toothless anarchist internet group, uh, but a, a, a person. Well, you, Have you, you joined know, a rival gang? Well, no, just like, <laughs> I, I naively thought that like, if the world goes to shit and everything will go mad, yeah. maybe Anonymous will help. Uh, I was stupid. I, well, I thought, yeah, but now it, it's all gone mad, oh, and they've, well. they've, I, I don't, I haven't heard from them in ages. Anyway, uh, about them. I'm not, I'm not an anonymous. Sounds or, like an anonymous. Sort of, I don't know how we've gone down this rabbit What's hole. That's how you start. Guy Fox mask you got on. <laughs> <laughs> Says you uh, with the, the blocked hairways. Right. So, hi ramblers. Please keep me anonymous for reasons which will become apparent. I have a bit of a situation around this year's Should FA Cup. Should we read out their email address? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm a Derby County fan, and after owning a season ticket for over a decade. 
decade, I didn't renew this season to try and achieve a ridiculous goal. It's the 150th year of its existence and I've been going to a game in every round, all the way from the extra preliminary round, uh, hopefully following the winners of each game all the way to the final. I love this. It's great, isn't it? So far it's been Gresley Rovers versus Budley. Wow. Gresley Rovers versus Leak Town. Leak Town versus Mickelover. Mickelover versus Basford. Basford v Banbury. Banbury v Bath. Banbury v Barrow, Ipswich v Barrow, Barrow v Ipswich, second round replay, Barnsley v Barrow, Huddersfield v Barnsley. So many Bs in there. Bring yeah. back Billy Bass. <laughs> <laughs> and next in the fifth round, it's Forest v Huddersfield. Forest were fantastic in the last round and I should be okay to get a ticket. But as I previously stated, I'm a Derby fan. Uh, the one year I'm trying to do the whole cup run could coincide with my favourite team's hated rivals winning it. <laughs> it won't. While Derby face relegation or possible liquidation. Now, obviously, I'm going to try and get a ticket for the next game at the City Ground in the away end among the lovely people of South Yorkshire. But if I can't and there's tickets available in the home end, do I sit amongst the tree people? Can I stand and cheer if they score? <laughs> it feels wrong, but I may never get the chance to do this cup run again. Next year, I'd ideally like to go back to watching the Rams without having spent the latter, uh, the latter half of this season cheering the tricky trees onto FA Cup glory. So, Ramblers, what do I do? End the run if I can't get a ticket in the Huddersfield end or sit amongst men and women who have berated me and my fellow Rams in that very stadium time and time again? What do you think? You absolutely carry on. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. absolutely carry on. You've got to follow this through. I mean, when you've gone to bloody Gresley Rovers, back. Ambry, Bath, Barrow, it, you know, all of these places. Maybe I should yeah. have read the email out. You, bah, bah, bah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think some of these places have been made up just for the FA Cup. <laughs> you've, got, you've got to carry this yeah. through, Anonymous. Um, you know, I, the only trouble is, for you, is that Forrest is having a really good season since yeah. Steve Cooper's taken over. I mean, he is really got them playing some decent football so they, they might well win this game they, yeah. obviously we'd all love it you wouldn't love it but we would love it if Forrest went on to win the FA Cup of course but it's very unlikely isn't it so stop worrying about that that's yeah. pure paranoia that is yeah you just you just go along you enjoy yourself Try yeah. not to punch anyone. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, just because that they you lose. say that Advice before you go life. to a football match doesn't <laughs> yeah. mean everyone has to yeah. recite that mantra, Jules. Just, yeah, hope that hope that they lose and you only have to do it once. Um, thank you for that. We loved that. Uh, keep yeah. those coming in. Any problems, any dilemmas you might have every Wednesday, we do our best to help you solve them. That was quite an easy one. We both, we all so. agreed. Just yeah. go along. Just yeah. do try and get one in the away end, as obviously you yeah. will. Mate, if, if, any, if anyone knows how to get one in the away end, <laughs> help our brother out. Let us know. Show at footballramble.com. <laughs> I think so he's right in a police report. He got one in the away end. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's not a long trip. That's the only thing I will say. No. If he's if he's maybe if he's from Derby. Yeah. And he's a Derby to, fan. Go to it's Forest. Not far to go to Forest, is it? No. That's one good thing. Um all right, keep those coming in to us. Any dilemmas you've got, show at footballramble.com. We answer those on a Wednesday. And if there's anything you want to send us for any other day, then you can do it at the same address or tweet us at Football Ramble. Right. The third and final game last night to talk about is Burnley 1, Manchester United 1. Paul Pogba on the score sheet first for United, followed by an equaliser by Rodriguez for Burnley, which was set up rather nicely by Burnley's brand new giant six foot six <laughs> signing, Wout Weghorst, my favourite name of a footballer ever. And he suits it, doesn't he? He yeah. suits it's Burnley so down to a tee. Oh, yeah. uh, I, mean, I mean, you couldn't get a more Burnley player. I'm slightly annoyed he's only just joined Burnley. <laughs> yeah. like, where's he been this whole time? Well, he's been tearing it up in the <laughs> Bundesliga. His scoring record was fantastic. Was the big boy Bundes. 
Val Veghurst of Wolfsburg. Perfect. <laughs> but yeah, um, that it was a fantastic. I'm amazed that he can turn that quickly. A man of his size. He's, yeah, he looked really good last night. Actually, from from the bits that I managed to catch of the game. You know, what a lovely ball through for, yeah. for the goal for Rodriguez. Eh? I think the immobile target man in the other team. Could have <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Poor old Harry Maguire. Can we get Van der Vaart's uh, take on uh, Harry Maguire? He's got a real <laughs> stick in his bum about him. He but does. like, I, I, I know like Man United fans are disappointed that he's not Rio Ferdinand, but you'd probably say that nobody in <laughs> no the Manchester United... Well, no one's Rio was an incredible footballer, but they've not had a defensive defender like him for such a long time. And Shaw's not been great this season. Wambasaka is constantly inviting uh, pressure on his team and stuff when he plays. It's, it, Maguire's like surrounded by bad defenders, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they do look disjointed, don't they, Man United? I think the problem is... So Burnley, I don't think Burnley had a shot on target in the first half. I'm not yeah. sure they had a shot at all, actually. Um, and United just couldn't kill it off. No. You know, they, they, that's they what they really, really struggled well. with. They had a couple of goals disallowed. Yeah. Yeah. Rightly so, though. You know, the first one by... I think it was Varane, wasn't it? That one was it was offside. Yeah. So that was rightly rightly ruled out. Um header at the back post for a Cavani, yeah, I think, as well. Yeah. Should have put that away, really. Absolutely. Yeah. I think they they had their chances, but it was the same for the first half against Middlesbrough in the cup. They had their chances in that game. They didn't manage to yeah. to sort of finish them off. Do you think Rangnick was wrong to not start Ronaldo? Because that was another big bit of team news pre-game. It's well, I suppose it's hard to say, isn't it? You, in hindsight, it looks yeah, like it was the wrong decision, you, you would, doesn't it? The, the thing with Ronaldo, as much as like you know, people are leaning into the Pinaldo thing and and <laughs> comparing him to Niall Quinn and and whatnot and having and laughing at him, he does. He is absolutely ruthless and lethal. His scoring record still really good, isn't it? So you would think a game a game like this where you need to win it with a minimum of a fuss, it probably would have been wiser to start him because mm. he only needs a half chance, doesn't he? Yeah, you think so, wouldn't you, Pete? But I mean, Cavani isn't a bad replacement to have when <laughs> I mean, you you know he's he's just a, a machine. Yeah, which, which makes this all the more ridiculous, <laughs> it doesn't does, it? You've got Ronaldo it? and Cavani to to choose from. Both of Why, those should be the right scoring? choice. Do you know what I mean? It shouldn't matter. And Pogba's yeah. goal was the hardest of the lot. Like, yeah. The way he finished that was the only place to put it. I thought it was wonderful. I was actually most disappointed that Jesse Lingard didn't start. Yeah. When's the kid going to get a break? Oh, it's ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? I mean, he comes on late in the second half, but by that point, you know, it's so hard to influence a game with, with that few minutes on the pitch. And I just feel a bit, I feel a bit sorry for him. He wanted the move away. He was yeah. allowed the move away. Then he was not allowed the move away. And now he's still not really getting minutes. Involved. Like he, he just yeah. needs to get some starts for the club. It, since it he was in, so in the summer with a bucket hat, with a beer, watching the England uh, team. <laughs> since then, it's just been sad. <laughs> Sad yeah. to Lingard, unfortunately. And more drop points for United. They it means that they're fifth place in the table, but they could actually be overtaken by Arsenal, Spurs, and Wolves if those teams win their games in hand. Are you feeling less confident now that United will get that top four spot? Because I think maybe a month ago we were all maybe thinking they looked best set for it. Them and Spurs. Sorry, Jim. Yeah. No. <laughs> I. I. I I think you're right. Yeah, I don't think United are in the driving seat at all now for this. Mm. Um, they're just too inconsistent, and I, I think there's the, the fog around them, and the, the sort of the, the, the air of kind of, I suppose, mediocrity, but also dissatisfaction and and lack of direction is still there. I think you know the situation with Oligan Solskjaer had got kind of too stressful for everyone involved really but Ralph Rangnick coming in hasn't really lifted it has it it's mm. just it's it's really similar he, yeah. I mean he's talking about you know it's like asking players to stop digging him out in the press and yeah. stuff like that and <laughs> the, the performances like like this are, are still coming in so yeah I, I would be very frustrated as a United fan as, as there are 
there, there's a better team there than the results we're seeing, you know, and the performances we're seeing. And yeah. some somehow successive managers aren't managing to, those, to, to um, get it to work. Yeah, those comments about social media were, were interesting, actually, because he, he, he basically said to his United players, like, stop digging me out on social media. I never <laughs> read or communicate by those accounts. I don't exist there. <laughs> yeah. Not stop picking our bag. Not yeah. for me, he says. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just... That's, that's, sorry, it's weird, that, isn't it? Yeah, well, why, it's why does it bother you? It's like someone going, you know there's graffiti about you in the girls' toilets? I'm like, what? Just, <laughs> he's stuck. He's st- I don't know what it is. Well, like, I, I can't go in there, but, but stop it. Imagine 2022, you've got the manager of Manchester United <laughs> asking his his uh, charge not to cyber-bully him. Right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Where have we got to here? The, the guy who's essentially a consultant who's been brought in <laughs> to fix the situation. <laughs> It's funny. Is there any graffiti about you in the girls' lose when you were younger? Not that I know of. <laughs> somebody, somebody wrote Pete Donaldson on a wall near my house. I don't know who did it. Ooh. Oh, that's. that's but I thought really I'd creepy. get in trouble. I thought I'd get in trouble because I knew it was you. Yeah. Wow. The perfect crime. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, if you're going to write your name, you wouldn't write your own name, would no. you? No. No. Well, not much of a tag. You? Oh, did you ever find out there. who did no. that? No. Very weird. Maybe it's another Pete Donaldson I consoled myself with. Oh. Maybe the wall's name was Pete Donaldson. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Pete Donaldson. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, well, look, for Burnley, ugh, how how do you think they view that point? Because it's Manchester United, so they're probably thinking it's a pretty good point to get. I But think... a point isn't really enough at the moment. They're still at the bottom, but they do have two games in hand on the other two teams in the bottom three. Um, and a game in hand on Newcastle as well. What, what, what do you think? I think they'll be really delighted with it. About getting, getting points against um, Arsenal and Man United, yeah. both away. Sorry, no, that was, this was a turf mall, wasn't it? Mm. Forgive me. Um, they'll be delighted with that because they, they are games where you think, all right, you know, if we lose, we lose. Like, yeah. they, they, those are not the games where they're going to stay in the Premier League. So to, to get those, I think, you know, the, the, they're playing Liverpool next, which isn't ideal. But like these are, in theory, should be harder games than the, the games they would expect to be winnable. So they'd be, perhaps their standards have raised a little bit in, in the short term. So I think they'll be, they'll, they'll use it. They'll, they'll use it as, um, as, as motivation. I think they'll be delighted. Seems like every year Burnley are, are kind of down there fighting for survival. Well, most years anyway, they've had, you know, a couple of decent, um, spells in the Premier League but they always seem to find a way and it, and it seems that Sean Dyche always finds a way so most people never really tip them to go down because you no. always think oh no they'll be alright it's Burnley mm. but now without Chris Wood and because they are rooted to the bottom does it feel different this time? It's so difficult to call with them. I mean, they've they've played twenty games, so there's almost half a season to go for them. It doesn't feel like that, does it? But yeah. who knows? Maybe they'll dig it out. Maybe this will be their time. But it, you know, it, this can't last forever. They do feel like a championship team hiding in the Premier League, who've <laughs> been Ooh, doing it for big years. Talk. But do you know what I mean? There's the profile of players they bring <clears throat> in, and and you know the the fact that they are just they play in this style that is like, yeah, this works for us. If we <laughs> if we, if we go toe to toe with Liverpool, yeah. we're going to get thrashed and we're going to get relegated. And <laughs> that's not a criticism but it's just it's actually it's one of the amazing phenomenons of, of, of modern football that they've they managed to be a consistent Premier League time to side with their budget yeah yeah. yeah. well it, it's definitely going to be interesting I definitely would not be putting money on anyone to go like to go I could not pick the three teams right now because yeah. I think it's so hard to call I think for Newcastle maybe they've got to a turning point but I still think it's far too early to say um more games to come tonight, including another one of the bottom three. Norwich dropped into the relegation zone last night after Newcastle's win. But if they win tonight against Crystal Palace, they'll actually go above 
Newcastle in the table and they would go equal on points with Everton if they win and Newcastle would be back in the bottom three. So it just goes to show how quickly it can change. I'm going to be at Carrow Road later on for the match. I'm really interested to see what the atmosphere is like because I've, I've not been to Carrow Road since Dean Smith's been the manager. Mm. I'd like to see kind of how they take on this challenge of knowing that they've got the opportunity to get back out of the relegation zone. I think it's going to be um, a really interesting game. Also, some other matches to look forward to this evening. Man City taking on Brentford. Um, Christian Eriksen has been in his first training session with the Bees, Yay, which is lovely fantastic. to see. Such a feel-good story. Um, but Thomas Frank said he wouldn't be available to play this game. Um, so hopefully, maybe at the weekend or or the next set of fixtures, uh, Christian Eriksen might be involved. Um, it would just be great to see him back on the football pitch, wouldn't it, Jim? It will, yeah. Wild. Um I, I mean, he did an interview last week saying that he was told within a few days of everything that happened, that actually he, there was a good chance he'd be able to play again. So he's been working up to this for a long, long time. So mm. he'll be raring to go and get out there. And, you know, it, obviously this sort of thing is going to take a huge toll on, on your body, but he's had a lot, a lot of time to recover. I'm so intrigued to see what sort of level he can get back up to yeah. because he's, I mean, he's Christian Eriksen. He's a fantastic player. Mm. It's it's just, it's going to be a joy to have him back in the league. Yeah, it's going to be magic yeah. to see him back on the pitch. Uh, uh, you know, playing for a team I can actually get behind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, also tonight, Spurs take on Southampton. Um, some interesting news about Ralph Halsenhutl. He said this week that He'll consider retiring once his contract expires at Southampton in 2024. Um, he says, saying no to everything else is also a yes to yourself. And I want that. He said, I'd like to experience other things and not sit on the bench like Roy Hodgson at 74. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, he'll be 57 in 2024. Yeah, Early knowledge. retirement. Before. Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, does that... What message would that send to the players, though? It's like, fuck right, Roy Hodgson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, what he did is he saw Roy Hodgson getting absolutely pissed on in the rain yeah. against Burnley like, no, at the thanks. weekend and he thought, fuck Don't that. Fancy not, that. Not, not no. for me, mate. Not for me. Um, so, yeah, those are the games to look forward to. Oh, also, Aston Villa take on Leeds. Um, I'm looking forward to I think that's going to be quite yeah. a, a bit of a goal fest. Yeah, you, you know, what Aston you Villa against Leeds under the lights. On a Wednesday night, yeah. actually, that that feels like I it's going to be good, yeah. doesn't it? It's an old difficult replay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, look. If you enjoyed the show today, please leave us a five star review. We will love you for it. We are going to be back tomorrow. Um, tomorrow, you've got Kate, Vish, and Andy here to look over those matches that are happening tonight. Four of them to look forward to, and for them to talk about tomorrow. Um, Pete, you survived. I'm off to get some antihistamines. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. Look what you've been drinking. That probably hasn't helped. Carabao restorative. <laughs> Carabao. It's eleven fourteen it. in the morning. Me like Carabao. Me drink Carabao. It's like maniacs that drink Red Bull first thing when yeah. they wake up. Could not do that. Um, good to see you both. Um, and thanks to you guys for listening at home to the Football Ramble, part of the Acast Creator Network. We'll see you soon. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.